Want to know the difference between consulting and coaching? That's a good question. But I got an even better question that you really should be asking if you want to grow a profitable business. And I'll tell you all about it on today's episode of the Enough Already podcast. Had enough? Ready to turn your career into your own consulting and coaching business? You're in the right place. I'm Betsy Jordan, and with my background as a consultant, entrepreneur, and personal brand builder, I'm here to give you inspiration and guidance to own your brilliance, shape your brand, articulate your message, and get seen and paid as the expert that you already are. This is Enough Already, the place for consultants and coaches to learn how to create businesses and lives that they love. Hi there, and welcome to the Enough Already podcast. I'm your host, Betsy Jordan, and I'm continuing my series on getting started in consulting and coaching. And this conversation that we began last week around choosing the right business model for you. Today's focus is all around the differences between consulting and coaching and how to figure out how to set up a profitable business in the right way. So here's a bit about me. I live for a great debate, but one debate I'm not that crazy about is the one around the differences between what consultants and coaches do. Now I get there's a place for this debate and I definitely get why we need clarification. Consulting and coaching are undefined and unregulated professions. So there's a place for this, but my business is all about serving the consulting and coaching business owner. And this person is trying to figure out how in the world they'll set up their services that their clients will actually want and pay for and how to stand out in the crowded marketplace. So this debate doesn't help them all that much. In fact, it often stands in the way of smart and strategic business development. So in this episode, I'll do my part in clarifying the differences between these two roles, but I'm gonna do it more in the context of a more helpful question, the one you should be asking, which is all about what's the difference between a consulting and coaching business model. This is the answer that will help you clarify where do you focus your time and your energy and what skills do you really need to gain in order to get your business to be profitable and for you to become the business owner that you need to be. So again, I'm building on what I went over in episode seven of the podcast, which is about the four types of business models that consultants and coaches choose to use to launch their businesses and get clients. So I went over the subcontracting model, the freelancing model, profitable business model, and the thought leadership model. Talked about all their benefits and drawbacks. So if you missed this episode, definitely go back and listen in. But today I'm going to take the conversation. I'm going to assume that you're going to want a profitable business model. And we're going to talk about how you make that happen as a consultant and as a coach. So let me tell you a little bit more about me. If you're new to the Enough Already podcast or we're just getting to know each other, I am so excited to have you here. I've been both a consultant and coach for over 20 years. So I got my start as an internal organizational consultant at Walt Disney World before starting my own highly successful consulting business in 2010. So what was really cool about my business is I was able to make great money and I was able to work with clients like Wyndham and AAA and I got to go all around the world and it was great. But then I decided to pivot my business from consulting to mentoring other consultants and coaches back in 2015, I think it was. And oh my goodness, I have to tell you, this was the single most challenging career transition of my life. And the reason why is I had no idea that when I shifted from consulting to coaching, I was totally shifting up my business model. So I thought it was just more the same. So I was trying to grow my coaching business in the same way that I grew my consulting business and it did not work. So let me tell you, the content I'm sharing with you today is near and dear to my heart because it's so important that I don't want to see anyone make my mistakes. Make your own mistakes, just don't make mine. 
The other reason why I'm so passionate about our brand messaging and positioning work that we do with our clients one-on-one is we make sure they do start the right business. So for sure, this program is all about giving our clients clarity and confidence in the unique value that their consulting and coaching creates and help them figure out what's their point of differentiation in the market but it's really focused on starting that right business, which one it is. So many of our clients, when they start working with us, they think they wanna start a consulting business, but then they actually want a coaching business or vice versa. So we make sure that let's start the right business right the first time and not have to go through that painful pivot. If you're interested in learning more about this program, head on over to our website at betsyjordan.com. And again, my last name is spelled with a Y, not an A. So now let's dive into the differences between consulting and coaching businesses and the roles. So let's get a couple things straight. Number one, consultants and coaches are both advisors. So many people say the differences between the two is consultants tell clients what to do, but coaches ask questions that guide a client to figuring it out on their own. But my experience as a consultant and a coach and working with other consultants and coaches, regardless of the label we use, we both do the same thing. So we both advise and guide at different points in time. So let me tell you the real difference between the two. The real difference is who ultimately benefits from that advice and guidance. That's how you'll be able to tell the difference between these two different business models. In a consulting engagement, you're going to still be advising a leader, but it's the organization that the individual that you're working with ultimately benefits from your advice. But in a coaching engagement, it's the individual. So point number two, how do you know what your business model is? Do you have a consulting business model or do you have a coaching business model? It's all based on who is paying you out of what funds and the expected ROI. So a consulting business is where you get paid to improve an organization's results, which is sometimes created through improving leadership effectiveness. But the whole reason why you're there is to make sure that those leaders are able to influence the quality of employee performance. Because when employees can perform, that affects customer satisfaction, which ultimately affects business results. So even if you're working with an individual leader, the ultimate goal and why they hire you is for the business results. So the person who is hiring you and signs your contract, they pay you out of allocated company funds or a designated corporate budget. So it's important to know this because you need to know ultimately the value that you're bringing to the table. And it's not around those hours that you spend coaching. It's around how that coaching affects the business results. So for example, I got brought in by a company who is interested in in an executive development program that contained a whole lot of coaching. But their goal was is that they had an aggressive merger and acquisition strategy and they needed trained executives on tap to put them into those roles. So I positioned myself against the merger and acquisition strategy, which was much more strategic, which yielded a lot more of a partnership and much higher fees. So we have lots of clients who are consultants. So we have some of them are customer service consultants, IT consultants, change management consultants, contract negotiation consultants, or organization development consultants just like me. So for example, our client Heather, 
She's all about the organization. So she helps executives get on the same page regarding really big strategic ideas, and she helps them figure out the path to efficiently implementing these new ideas, these new product or service ideas. So if you land a coaching engagement that the company is paying for, this does fall under the consulting engagement model. Heather, it was a lot more clear. Sometimes it gets muddy because if you are doing coaching. So for example, Christy does a lot of coaching and she works with a lot of individuals and financial services firms on customer relationship management. But the reason why she's hired is to benefit the company. If this financial services firm is able to get these people trained, what they can do is they can go and create better relationships with their customers. So now the firm is able to outperform the competition by turning these lukewarm customers into raving fans and more ongoing customers. So the ultimate beneficiary of her coaching is the organization. Another example, Don is hired by HR to deliver leadership coaching to several leaders within a company. Even though he may see himself as a coach, he actually has a consulting business model. I'm going to tell you in a little bit on how this affects the monetization path and other ways, but basically, bottom line, you need to know who's hiring you, what the value is that they're looking for so that you can position yourself properly. So now let's talk about a coaching business. A coaching business is where you get paid to improve in an individual's life. So people will part with money to find solutions that will help benefit their careers, their relationship, anything to do with money, their peace of mind, that kind of thing. So you're paying to help an individual and they will pay you out of their own personal income. So if you meet a client through a consulting engagement and they pay you themselves, this falls under a coaching business model. So it's important for to know if that happens to you that you're kind of accidentally moving into a different kind of model at the same time. Like for example, Jason is our client and he has an amazing consulting business, but he also has a huge passion for helping high performance leaders improve their overall lives. So a lot of people ask him like, hey, could you coach me? And he winds up landing these side coaching assignments. Now at some point, Jason might make this his full-time gig. And if that's the case, he has made that transition like I did to move from a consulting business to a coaching business, and he's going to have to reset up his marketing system. So we have lots of clients who are coaches, purely coaches, who are working one-on-one with people. So we have dating coaches, career coaches, stress and burnout coaches. Jen's a coach, my partner. She's a sales and marketing coach. I'm a coach in many ways. I probably would say I show up more as a coach and a mentor, guide, and other kinds of things. But we primarily get paid working one-on-one. Actually, take it back. Our goal is to have a coaching type of business model. That's what we have. That's what I pivoted from. So it's important to know that because there's a different scale path that you're going to need to go through in order to monetize a coaching business. So... I want to just say one thing before I get into the profitable business model and what you need to focus on in terms of your pressure points is a lot of people are like, well, I really like working with individuals versus I really like working with groups. And I want to clarify a couple of things is both models can be set up to work with individuals and groups. You just do it in different ways. So in a consulting model, there's definitely group services that you're going to be offering when you do an assessment or process leadership or meeting facilitation, project management. These are all group services, but you could also offer one-on-one services as part of this overall engagement. A great one, in addition to coaching, is offering trusted advisory services. This is a great way to scale that particular business because if you set yourself for just getting access to your smarts, you can definitely take on more clients and create a different kind of relationship. 
in a coaching model, for sure you're going to offer one-on-one services. So you could do mentoring, you could do coaching. Another thing you could do that's similar to the trusted advisors, what I would call on-call access, where you provide people access to your smarts when they need it. But you can also offer group services, such as live and virtual workshops, mastermind groups, communities, and retreats. So both models can be set up where you work with individuals and groups. So now the next point. If you want a profitable business, you just need to lead with one. You can sometimes do both of them in the context of it, as I just mentioned, but you want to lead with either a consulting business or a coaching business as your primary business model, because that will help you figure out where do you focus your marketing, your sales, and your products and services. So here's the great news about a consulting business and what you need to focus on there. Both businesses need to have a website and you need to have your online presence and you need all of that. But with a consulting business, you do need to make sure that you establish that credibility on your website. It would be great if you had content, but you don't don't need a lot of leads. But you do need to know what to do with those leads because it is possible to earn a lot more money per client engagement. And the reason isn't because you have there's more money to be made in companies. It's because how the engagement works, because you're creating a larger transformation that warrants larger fees. And likely the person that you're talking to, they're not paying you out of their own money. They're playing with other people's money. So as long as you're really good at establishing the business case and you could demonstrate the return on investment they're going to get from working with you, you are equipping the person that you're talking to with the ability to get that budget, even if they don't have it. So this is why it's so key that you master your sales and your contracting skills. And you also have to embrace the whole idea of corporate politics. I know that when I say the word politics, you know, the hair on the back of your neck is going to, you know, start going up, but engaging the political system to win over stakeholders and find your buyer is really key because whoever's talking to you, whenever that you get that phone call, like, Hey, I'm interested in working with you may not be the buyer. It may just be somebody else in the organization. And what's really important to maximize your income and your impact is you want to find the buyer. You want to find the person who's ultimately accountable for the results that you're there to create. And when you do that, you can have so many opportunities to increase what you create for a client. So for example, when I was a consultant, I was called by AAA and I was actually called by somebody who found one of my articles online. And so they were so excited to talk to me, but it was really a low level manager. It wasn't even somebody with direct reports, but I talked to that person as if they were the client, but I knew that they weren't. So I asked them all my typical discovery questions. And then I asked them like, well, what are the next steps? Who's the next person we need to get buy-in for? They're like, well, the rest of the HR team. Great. So I had another meeting. I took that document. We add, change, deleted to whatever that initial person gave me feedback on. And then I asked the group like, well, what's the next step? They're like, well, we need to talk to the CHRO. Great. So we got on the phone call with her and we went over it and she's like, oh my God, this is amazing. You know, and she got, and she knew the document that I created was all co-created with her team. So she already knew that she had the team's buy-in before I talked to her. So she had everything that she needed. And then before we went to proposal, what we did is she was very concerned because she was not ultimately accountable for the results that we were trying to create together. So I coached her on how to talk to each one of the leaders on the executive team to find out what their stake was, what they were looking for out of the project. And then we started incorporating that into the proposal. And so once we had all of that feedback in there, and then I gave her a proposal that totally worked for her, she took it to the president 
and was able to win that business. So I, in, politically, I wasn't necessarily the person who was going to be able to go talk to that particular president, but I equipped her with a strategy and everything that she needed to do. This was so successful. It was a much more substantial contract to begin with because then I added other things in here because of this conversation. But I also got a second contract with her that was going on concurrent with the first one is she was so impressed with what I trained her in terms of how to do the stakeholders that we had a side contract to do training for all of our team on that same process. So engaging the political system is really important because you never know where the opportunities can be and how you can dramatically increase your income. So you don't need a lot of leads, but you do need to know what to do with those leads so that you can maximize the value. So that's why I was so successful as a consultant. So if you've seen anything online or on my zero to 300 story in 18 months, it wasn't because I'm some, I became instantly a marketing guru. I didn't. And I'll tell you what happened to me later when I didn't. It's because I knew what to do with a lead. Okay, so now let's talk about a coaching business. The challenge with a coaching business is you need way more leads because each sale is smaller. And so and you also are dealing with people paying out of their own funds. So you really need to warm up those leads. So list building becomes really important for this type of business and all the other aspects of digital marketing. It becomes really important because you have to be able to get people onto your list and you have to be able to know how to engage them. So mastering this complicated digital marketing is so complicated. If you haven't been out there for a while, you would just, or you have at any point, you're probably saying, oh dear God, there's so much here. I mean, I remember learning how to do landing pages for a webinar funnel I was trying to do, and I just wanted to crawl under, under my desk. It was so overwhelming. The learning curve can be intense. But the problem that I had is I didn't know that I was switching to this particular model and that I needed to learn these skills. So that's why it took me so long to make this coaching business profitable. Now, I'm glad I went through all of that pain because I was forced to learn marketing and learn it in a way that relates to consulting and coaching business owners, which is not the same as everybody else. So I'm glad I was forced to learn that, but it's important to know where you prioritize your effort. So for a consulting business, you really need to work on what do I do with a lead? With a coaching business, you need to learn what do I do around marketing to get leads. And the other big challenge for a coaching business, how do you frame up offers that have an ability to scale? So if you're working with people one-on-one or even in groups, you don't want to find yourself in that trap of just getting paid by an hour. Like that's going, that's not scalable. So it's like, well, how do you put a variety of things together? So one of the things that it took me a while to figure out is I have my signature purpose to profits course in my, in my brand messaging and positioning that I offer that. So I sweeten the value of that. I also have the one-on-one, I have VIP days, I have group stuff that I can offer. There's a lot of different things that you could put into an offer so that it creates more value so that you're not stuck in that trading time for money kind of trap, which can be really exhausting. So you definitely don't want to do that. So let's recap. Let's talk about all of this. What did we just discover? First and foremost, consultants and coaches are both advisors. They're both equally important. And I don't believe that you have to artificially decide if you're one or the other. I know any of my coaches who are listening right now would say, oh yeah, you do, because they are trained by the ICF and other certifications. And I get that. But when you're doing your actual work with your clients and you have specialized things that you're doing, you know, that's where that certification can really reside. But you can work with individuals, you can work with groups, you don't have to decide from that standpoint. 
What's really important from a business standpoint, though, is what's your business model? Are you wanting to get paid for improving an organization's performance, including how leaders perform and behave in that context? Or do you want to build a business where you're paid for empowering an individual to achieve something that matters to them on a very personal level? Just think for a second, which one do you want? Which way you want to go? So in terms of next steps, this is the decision. So you need to decide from what we talked about in the last podcast around the four different types of business models, I would encourage you to at least decide that you want to have a profitable business. And if you do, choose a business model, a consulting or coaching business model that you actually want. Don't let money fears decide because people make great money and a difference with both models. It is a total myth that there's more money in organizations. It's just that you get paid differently. It feels like more money, but you get paid differently. And take it from me. If there's a part of you that wants to work with individuals one-on-one, it is so much harder to pivot your business later. It is harder. It's more expensive. But if you're not sure, please check out my messaging and positioning program. This is what it's designed for. And it's the first step our clients take in their journey with us. So let me share with you why people sign up for this program. They sign up because they don't know which way they want to go. They really, they could hear a podcast like this and they're like, I don't know. I still don't know. I don't know if I want to do consulting versus coaching. I don't know if I have what it takes to figure out how to do a profitable business model. I don't even know if I want to be a thought leader. I don't know. I need more information. Or I just need more more validation from what's inside of me. That's a big reason why they sign up. Or they're just not clear like, yeah, I want to go in this direction, but I have no idea who I serve. I have no idea who will pay me. Or they have a ton of experience, but they just don't know how does it translate to this business. Or they do know some of these things, but they want to stand out among the crowded consulting and coaching marketplace. It just feels like there's so many consultants and coaches out there. And it's like, well, I just don't want to be one of the many. I don't want to be another one of those people like shouting my messages out to the world. So they want to figure out how they stand out in an ethical way. And some of them is just like, I want a business that looks and feels like me. I don't want one that I feel like I should be doing. It's just one that I'm excited about building. And I think that is such a key thing. You know, why create a business that you feel like you should do? You've already done that. You've been in corporate. You've got success. You know, go do something that you're excited about and have a business that looks and feels like you. What they really appreciate about the program is that outside perspective that I bring and you know, one of the things that I bring to the table is like what my clients call is like the brand whisperer, which I love that label. I feel a little embarrassed when I hear it, but I love it is that I have this ability to, you know, kind of sense what people are amazing at, what their positioning is. So when I use that gift, I give them that essential, you know, clarity and that boost of confidence. And, you know, you and I both know, because this is what we do as consultants and coaches, we offer this to our clients, clarity equals power. When you can see what you need to do, then you can go and do it. That's how you, that's what you need in order to act. Without clarity, you don't need, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you should do, but when you do know, then you can move. So if you're interested, your first step is to book a strategy session with my partner, Jen and I. We are dead serious when we tell our clients this all the time. Nobody believes us, but we actually do customize proposals. We co-create them with our clients. We really seek to find a way that fits what people have as their starting point, their learning style, their budget, and their time. You know, some people have not a lot of time and they just need more support. And some people have more time and they need less support. So we just try to customize it. So let's talk about next week and next week's episode. So we've talked a lot about business models 
And uh, hopefully now you're more clear on kind of what kind of business model you want to have. Next week, what I want to do is unpack this whole big shift idea I keep hearing about on LinkedIn. So people keep talking about the big shift of people leaving from employment to entrepreneurship. And I'm really starting to think about that there's five big shifts that are going on. And I think it's really important to know what these shifts are so that you are more conscious about what a big transition this is. It's really different to start a business when you're younger and you know maybe it's your first career and entrepreneurship is your first path. It's very, very different when you're a high achieving professional who's hit a certain amount of success and status in your role and making this kind of move is much bigger. So I wanna unpack these five big shifts. So I'll share more about it next time. Be sure to hit the subscribe or follow in your podcast app so you don't miss out. And if you enjoyed this episode or if you have a colleague who might get value out of it, please share it with them. And you could also follow me on social media. I'm primarily on LinkedIn, but I got a ton of behind the scenes consulting and coaching tutorial videos on YouTube. So hopefully that will help. And thanks for listening. And I will see you next time. Thank you for tuning in. If today's episode lit a fire in you, please rate and review enough already on Apple Podcasts or subscribe wherever you listen. And if you're looking for your next step, visit me on my website at BetsyJordan.com. And it's Betsy Jordan with a Y. And you'll learn all about our end-to-end services that are custom designed to accelerate your success. Don't wait. Start today.